0: Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Website is www.scriptureandprophecy.com. Well, we're looking for some wisdom, some encouragement to start our week. And we're going to be looking at Psalm 94, which is a quick reminder that vengeance belongs to God. And that the wicked, while they seem to be prospering, they seem to be getting away with all their evil. They're not really going to get away with it. And this is a theme that's just been really every time we come across it it just speaks to me right now because we are just witnessing wicked prosper at a level I never thought possible or at a level I've never personally seen before. I mean everything they do seems to prosper, every lie they they speak seems to go forth and the public just drinks it up. Even those who call themselves Christians and so it can make you wonder like does God ever actually bring this to head like does righteousness really matter and so this kind the psalmist kind of addresses this and then we're going to look at James chapter 1 one of the things I wanted to do now that we've been through the Proverbs twice through this series is to start going through the Epistles, uh, starting with James and John and Peter and Jude. And so that's what's on uh, our schedule for this morning. And of course, the first chapter of James is just loaded with so much truth, so much doctrine. We could spend several episodes just addressing the first chapter. Um, So make sure your hearts are open, your mind is open, and make sure your ears are open. And you're listening that God might speak to you because I clearly cannot commentary on it all. All right, let's dig in, starting with Psalm 94 from the King James Bible. O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth, O God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself. Lift up thyself, thou judge of the earth, render a reward to the proud, Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph, how long shall they utter and speak hard things, and all workers of iniquity boast themselves, they break in pieces thy people, O Lord, they afflict thine heritage, they slay the widow and stranger and murder the fatherless, yet they say the Lord shall not see Neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Understand ye brutish among people, and ye fools when ye be wise. When will ye be wise? He that planted the ear shall not hear. He that formed the eye shall he not see. He that chastises the heathen shall not he correct. He that teacheth man knowledge shall he not know. The Lord knoweth the thoughts of man, and they are vanity. Blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, O Lord, and teachest him out of thy law, that thou mayest give him rest from the days of adversity, and to the pit be digged for the wicked. For the Lord will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance. But judgment shall return unto righteousness and all the upright in heart shall follow it. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers, or who will stand up for me against workers of iniquity? Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. When I said, My foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, help me. And the multitude of my thoughts, within me thy comforts delight my soul. Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by a law? They gather themselves together against the soul of the righteous, and condemn the innocent blood. But the Lord is my defense, and my God is the rock of my refuge. And he shall bring upon them their own iniquity, and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. Yea, the Lord our God shall cut them off. So Psalm 94 is, he asks some good questions, right? He says, how long? He says, Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? How long shall they utter and speak hard things? And all the workers of iniquity boast themselves. The psalmist is like, how long are they going to get away with this? It seems to never end. How long are they going to get? How long are they going to continue to get away with their wickedness, and on top of that, get the boast about it? They break in pieces thy people, O Lord, and they inflict thy inheritance. They slay the widow, and the stranger, and murder the fatherless. And then they have the audacity to say there is no God, right? Or that the God of Jacob—here's how he says it: They say the Lord shall not see, neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. And he says, Understand, ye brutish among the people, and ye fools, when will you be wise? And so the psalmist says, Do you think the one who created like the ear doesn't hear what you're saying? The one who created the eye, you think he doesn't see? The one who gives knowledge, do you think he doesn't know? God knows all the thoughts of man, it says, and all the thoughts are vanity, they're vain. But blessed is the man whom the Lord chastises and teaches him out of thy law, that thou may give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit be digged for the wicked. So he's going to, he says blessed is the one that God chastises and teaches out of his law. He's going to give him rest from those days of adversity until the pit be digged for the wicked. You see right now, the wicked, they're mocking, they're laughing, they're destroying. They gather themselves against the soul of righteous and condemn innocent blood, verse 21 says. But here's how the verse, here's how the psalm ends. Even though they're doing all this and getting away with it. And he shall bring upon them their own iniquity. In other words, they're going to reap what they've sown. They're going to fall into their own pit. As the proverb tells us over and over. And as the Psalms tell us over and over. And shall cut them off in their own wickedness. Yea, the Lord of our God shall cut them off. They're just getting away with it for a short time, my friends. You know, at some point... This is all going to be wrapped up. This is all going to come to an end. There's going to be a judgment and then eternity. And then people are going to grieve and there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth over the decisions that they made in the short amount of time that they were on this earth. 80 years next to eternity is nothing. It's a raindrop How many of us waste our time on vanity? How many of the wicked will be weeping and crying, wishing that they had just lived uprightly and obeyed God and believed and had faith? How many Christians are going to discover that the Lord never knew them? And he says, Depart from me. And they're cast into outer doc- darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's all going to come. God is not mocked. May he have mercy on our souls. Let's read James chapter 1 to finish off our wisdom and encouragement for this week. Let's begin. James, a servant of God, of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have perfect work, that ye may be perfect, and entire wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God that giveth to all men liberally, And abradeth not, and it shall be given him. So James starts off, I'm just going to interrupt as I'm reading for this chapter. James starts off by saying, count it all joy when you fall into temptations. Why? Because these things, these temptations, these tryings of your faith worketh patience. You're being taught something. That's why you're going through this. You're being taught something. God is interested in making you the person he needs you to be so you can be fit for the kingdom. But let the patience, right? Let patience, the patience that you've been learning from going through these temptations, let the patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. And if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God that giveth to all men liberally, and unbreatheth not, and it shall be given him. Verse 6. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For if he waver, he is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. James is addressing faith and being double minded. It's like when you ask, make sure you really believe you're going to be heard. Because someone who doesn't have any faith, your prayers aren't really getting anywhere. You're like you're and you're like a blade of grass blowing in the wind. You're unstable. You're double minded. Saying you can ask God for wisdom, but you gotta believe you're gonna get it. Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, he says. Verse 9 Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low, because as a flower of the grass he shall pass away. Let that be a word to all the rich and powerful. You're just like grass, you're like a flower. You're here today, gone tomorrow. But those who are of low degree, don't worry, you're going to be exalted. Verse 11 For the sun is sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass, and the flower thereof falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perishes. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. When the temptation comes, endure. There's a crown of life at stake. Let no man say, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed then when lust hath conceived it bringeth forth sin and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death do not err my beloved brethren so james is saying don't think that god is bringing these temptations upon you as a matter of fact you're tempted when you're drawn away by your own lust Stop blaming everybody else. Stop blaming God. And then when you lust, that, that, that has the potential to, to bring forth reality of sin. And then when that's done, it brings forth death. Verse 17, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light which whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begot he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness, Filthiness and superfluity and naughtiness And receive with meekness the engrafted word Which is able to save your soul But be you doers of the word and not hearers only Deceiving your own selves So many hear and do not do They deceive themselves He says, "Why? He's verse twenty-three. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass; for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whosoever look into the perfect law of liberty, liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed." He's saying. This is how ridiculous it is for you to hear the word and then not do it. You hear it, you know it, but you don't live it out. It'd be be as silly as you look in a mirror, see your own reflection, and as soon as you walk away, you forget what you look like. Like, that's how absurd it is, James is saying. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, He's not a forgetter. He he hears it, retains it in his memory. But a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. I know a lot of people like this. Matter of fact, I see it a lot in comments on my channel, other channels, other places. People who just have to be heard. Their opinions just have to be heard. Can't control themselves. I know people, they cannot control their tongue. They cannot control it. He says, if you if you think of yourself as a religious person, but you are unable to control your own tongue, your religion is vain. Let me read it again. If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. Last verse Pure religion, and undefiled before God and the Father, is this to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. James is saying, you want to, religion isn't found in your words. Religion isn't found in running your mouth. You know where it's found? True, pure religion? It's found in when you visit the widow. When you visit those who are in need, who are afflicted. And when you keep yourself unspotted from the world. I'm learning more and more the only way to stay unspotted from the world at this point is to turn off the social media, to turn off the television. There's nothing clean anywhere anymore. Do You know what I'm talking about? The commercials are so filthy and impure. I can hardly sit through commercials. It's troubling the direction everything is going. But we must remember that those who walk in righteousness and holiness, those who are in close relationship with God, need not fear. But the wicked, the pit is being dug. And you're about to fall in. Now's the time to be running towards the Lord. Now's the time to be gathering with other saints. Now's the time to be really you know, Now is the time to really decide in your heart what your non-negotiables are. I'm not going to permit this from the world, whatever this is, to spot me anymore. Because the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings is coming for a spotless bride. I'm going to control my tongue. Because it's just not Christ-like to always have to... Pray that this word has been a blessing and an encouragement to you this morning. Maybe it's been convicting. A lot of times I read this stuff and I'm convicted. Absolutely, I'm convicted. But that's why we do this. That's why we want to be pierced by this word. We want it to shape us. We want it to be our reality. We want... God's Word to be our reality, not what the news says. Not what the world says. Well, that's all I have for you this morning. If you're being blessed by this work, please consider supporting it. Scriptureandprophecy.com. Click on the Donate and Support tab. And I really need your prayers. I'm trying to make a lot of big decisions right now. taking on a lot more. Um, As far as my workload where it pertains to ministry and work that's not necessarily connected directly to this podcast, but just other areas. And I've been feeling a little bit overwhelmed, so your prayers are much needed. Because just like all of you, I need to be strengthened. I need to be strengthened by the Spirit of God. All right, I think I've talked enough. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.